Oh, long one this week. Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. That was just for you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we are back. We're back in a search for another hidden gem at the bottom of the Netflix stream. Each and every week, that's what we do. Yeah. Looking down there to see what's down there. For sure. Of what a catchphrase that would be. Terrible English, that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, we look at the bottom of the stream to find a hidden gem, and every week we'll talk you through a movie and let you know if it is one or not. And this week... We were randomly selected by Robin, our randomizer, a movie called Hypnotic. Yes. Hypnotic was released in 2021. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 28 minutes. Currently rated at 5.3 on IMDb and is a Netflix original. And is not the Ben Affleck movie that came out last year that also is called Hypnotic. Oh, is it? Is that also on Netflix? No, (laughs) not yet, but it probably will be eventually. (laughs) Um, This movie star... Oh, I haven't even asked. 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Too high. Too high? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, no, actually, that's been a bit... Uh, it's... Hmm. Oh, let, can we go? Let's get yeah, into let's it get later. To it. That's fine. Absolutely fine. This movie stars Katie... I, ha- I have my reasons. Fine. This movie stars Katie Seagal. She plays John... John? She plays John Thompson. <laughs> the guy from Cold Feet. <laughs> Which movie did you watch? She plays Jen Thompson. Um, most famous on this show definitely for being in Hush the film that won season 2 of the show yeah. uh, she's in everything that her husband Mike Flanagan's ever made and that's probably what she's most famous she's for she's just these a brilliant days. actress she's, she's brilliant a, she's, she's in everything she's an awesome actress she's awesome also stars a guy called Jason O'Mara he plays Dr. Colin Mead um, if you watched any animated DC shows you might know him he plays okay. Batman in all of those I felt like I recognised his actual face he's but in maybe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have seen that he was in that for most of its run so maybe that's, so maybe that's where you recognise him it. from also this movie stars Dula Hill he plays Detective Wade Rollins most famous for Sykes uh, Sykes probably Sykes and the West Wing probably yeah. I, I love well. Dula Hill he's I, in Ballers I, he is usually an absolute ball of charisma <laughs> Usually. Uh, yeah, he's, he's maybe a bit short-changed in this one. but <laughs> Written by a guy called Richard Davidio. Do you know who Richard Davidio is? Did he invent Davidio? <laughs> he didn't invent Davidio. Um, he wrote The Call, but not The Call that we did recently, the one with Halle Berry in. Oh, did he? Yes. How weird is that? What a weird coincidence. Yeah. He also wrote 13 Ghosts with Matthew Lillian. Really? Which is a great movie. Yeah. But I want to talk to you about the directors of this film. Have you... Do you know who directed this movie? It was a, a duo. It was a duo. It was indeed. It was directed by Matt Angel and Suzanne Cote. Matt Angel, is he the brother of Chris? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, he has been on this show before. Has though. he? He has. In an acting role. Right, okay. And a directing role. Oh, exciting. This is his third appearance on the show. Oh, oh two separate roles. Two separate roles. Oh, now I'm intrigued. He is in Funhouse Massacre. No way. Yes. He is one of the main guys in Funhouse Massacre. Okay. And Matt Angel and Susan Cote have co-directed a film that we've done before. Oh, brilliant. Not only a film we've done before, the first film we ever did. Really? They both directed Open House. Wow. How interesting is that? That is really interesting. Yeah, it is. One of Netflix's first movies. One of our first movie. And a Netflix original psychological thriller. Yeah. Same as this. Yeah. Open House is not very good, is it? No, not very good. <laughs> First movie we ever did, all those many, many years ago, 2019, April 2019. Wow. It's pretty much actually not far off the anniversary of when we recorded that episode. 
because we recorded it about two months we before few, it we came out. We got a few out. in the bag, didn't we? We to did. Practice. We recorded that episode about two months before it came out, and the first episode of this show came out on the first of April, twenty nineteen. Yeah. So we must be somewhere near our recording anniversary. That means we're going to be five in a couple of months. We are going to be five. Podcast in a goes of to months. school. Yep. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. <laughs> but yeah, those two directed that. But I don't know when we did the Funhouse Massacre episode that we made we that connection that he had directed the opening. I would have to go back. And I listen. would as well, but I don't think we did. It's not ringing any bells. And I, I think that might be because we didn't used to go through the cast list right at the beginning. No, because we were new and we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs> but I thought that was really interesting. This when is I, yeah. When I opened it, full up. circle, full circle indeed, almost. Well, not quite. Uh, do you have a one-word review of Hypnotic? Look into my eyes. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> Where does this film start, Nick? Uh, in a office tower block. It does indeed. There is a security guard going off on rounds. Yeah, she's going off to check up on the building. She gets a phone call. Her boss says, go and check up on the building. Yep. I'll cover you. Must the be the a, desk. Must be <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of admin to start this movie. When a security guard in a tower block checks a building. Yeah. What do they do? Do they have to go to every floor? Yeah, because it would take ages. It would, wouldn't it? This is and like a proper big... How are you going to do it? You like walk up the stairs to every floor? Or you yeah. take the lift to every floor? Surely you've got a security I feel system like to it's... do that. You're not going to do the rounds of... I went to a meeting the other week yeah. in the city and it was at one of these huge tower blocks. Right. And and like had a proper like... I have to say, uh, yeah, I'm here for this meeting, this company. And they're like, oh yeah, you need floor, whatever. Yeah. And they, they got someone to walk me to the right lift because certain lifts only went to certain oh, really? floors. Oh, wow. And like, I'm, I, just, I thought similar then. I was like, who's looking uh, after this? Yeah. But you can't walk around the whole thing at night. It would take you a whole, all night to walk yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. So if you start at the who's top on the floor, desk? if you start at the top floor and you start your rounds there, on the bottom floor, you've got like hours before you yeah. could do a robbery for hours. Yeah, exactly. It's weird, isn't it? Never even given it any thought <laughs> until I thought about it during this movie. And it's uh, no relation to this movie whatsoever. No, no, it's just no, how no, the no, movie no. starts. And because we meet a lady at this point. Andrea. Andrea. She is scared. Yes. She is scared that somebody is watching her. Um, so she makes a telephone call to a detective that she knows. Yeah, Detective Rollins. Indeed. Not Henry. <laughs> or Seth. No. Um, she then gets in a lift. I don't think he answers. And she gets in the lift and he calls her back. No. He doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. He also doesn't yeah. call her back. Um, she gets in the lift and she gets another telephone call. And uh, the voice on the end From of the an line. unknown number. Yeah, she, which she answers. Um, and the voice on the other end of the line says, this is how the world ends. Yeah. And then the lift that was moving stops. It starts shaking, wobbling. And then the walls start closing in on, closing in on Andrea. They do. And she is screaming. She is freaking out. She is having trouble. She, and then she gets crushed. Yeah. And then the title card hits and we never see her again. We do not. Um, from there, straight out of the title card, we meet our main star of the show, Jen, played by Katie Seagal. She turns up at her friend's house. She was Jen with a double N. She was Jen with a double N. By the way. She is in the IMDb credits yeah, as well. Okay. Um, she turns up at her friend's house. Her friend is having a party. Yes. A housewarming party. Yes, indeed. And uh, her friend seems slightly surprised to see her. Yes. She's like, oh, I don't think we were expecting you, Jen. Yeah. Because, and she's like, why is that? Because Brian is here. Your ex. Your ex is here. And, and she says, my husband invited your ex because... We didn't think you were coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it feels like Jen should definitely. have been invited 
And it's like the number one choice out of uh, this couple. Yeah, and I think I got the impression that it's like a whole, oh, I didn't reply, I didn't know if I would come, but yeah. I just thought, no, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I'll, I'll, I'll come over. Yeah. Um, Jen is a little concerned that Brian's there, but she's not. She goes in. She's, she's, like, she's yeah, happy to join the party. Um, she gets introduced. This film, also, before we start, moves very quickly. Oh, there's no fat. There's no, if there's, there's no, anything this could have done with a bit of fat. fat. It. it does. It is um, a fast-paced individual. I would say it lurches. It does lurch. I'll give you that. So instantly, she gets Jen gets introduced to a, a friend of her friends, who is called Doctor Mead. Yep. And she Jen Jen's friend is called Gina, I think. Yes, correct. And she says you should go and see Doctor Mead. You need a therapist. Yes. And Dr. Mead's like, yeah, come and see I think I've written in my notes the word therapist in an Irish accent. What have you put? Therapist. Therapist. And then we cut to like, they're just, they're at dinner. Yeah. This seems to have turned from like a house full of a, not raucous, but a house full. I thought it was like the dying embers of a party. Oh, maybe. I thought it was like the the end of an evening. Everybody, most people had gone home. The the good friends were still hanging around. I just thought they were having a full on dinner now. And, um, it comes out that Jen is a software engineer. Yes. and But she's currently looking for work, I believe. Yes, she's out of work currently. Um, um, Brian's still there. Brian's still there. They're all, they're sitting around the same table. Yeah. They're, they're being... Con, 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 what's the word I'm looking for there? Congenial <laughs> yes. to each other. And Jen actually then saves Brian's life. Yeah. Because he's about to eat some canapes that's on the table. And it turns out he's got sesame oil in or some sort of sesame seeds. Yeah, in. sesame seeds will make him dead and she stops. <laughs> she will stops. make him dead. Yeah. She stops him eating it. She's aware of this and yeah. he obviously isn't for some reason. Um, but he's like, oh, I'm just going to leave my pen here on the table yeah. just in case. How Brian didn't know to check. Sesame's quite strong smelling. Yeah, it is. Especially if it's like sesame oil. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I use a lot of sesame oil. I like it. If you've not got a sesame allergy, you can come here for dinner. Yeah, Um, good to know. Uh, And the party, like you say, starts to break up. Break up a little bit. Dr. Mead's about to leave. Before he leaves, he gives Jen his card and says, look, if you do want to come and see me. Yeah, no pressure, but here's my details. Here's my details. Have you ever had a business card? Me personally? Yeah. No. Okay. Have you? Have you got business cards now? I bet you have. (laughs) No, I haven't. You're a high-flying businessman. Have you not? I haven't. Someone knew joined us recently and he was like can i have some business cards really so one of the one of the team got him some money I, I, i've never no i've never needed them i've not in the I, sort I of job where i would need them but i'm surprised you don't have them that surprises me <laughs> i thought you'd be that kind of guy i don't bother with the stream business card i'll make some <laughs> i did design someone so they got like a qr code on the back yeah. that you can scan to get to spotify so maybe yeah. i'll just send some of them to people yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're so easily distracted in boring films. Aren't we? I mean, in uh, film <laughs> chats. Um, before he leaves, Brian and Jen, Jen's waiting outside for an Uber. Yeah, she's waiting for a Uber. It's going to be 20 minutes. It's a bad Uber. <laughs> I um, know. And Brian kind of... He's, he just goes straight in there with like, I miss you. Yeah, he does. He's and like, she's like, oh, fucking give it a rest, man. Yeah, because she's like... She's, don't go straight in with that. She's like, you can't say that to me because that makes me sound like the bad guy and yeah. I'm not the bad guy. But then she's like, but you're not the bad guy either. We're just neither yeah, of us I bad thought guy. she was going to say like, you've had an affair. Yeah. And, yeah. But she's but then he offers her a ride home, which she turns down. And he's like, come on. Come on, take this ride home. I mean, why are mates had made a way outside? I'm not quite Yeah, sure. that was weird as well. It's like, but that's going to be 20 minutes. All right, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
she does accept the ride, we assume, because... Cut to the morning. Cut to the morning. They're boned. She, she's had a ride, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a note on the pillow from him. Um, so he's not only boned her, he's left her and yeah. sort yourself out, chicken. Um, and she, it says, basically, didn't want to wake you, call you later. Yeah. Um, she's very angry with herself. She goes and meets Gina for lunch or breakfast or brunch or whatever women do. Uh, <laughs> and she meets over and she calls herself stupid. She's like, I can't believe I've done that. What an idiot. I just about got over him and now I'm back in there. And again. Gina, who presumably is on commission. Yes. It's like, I really think you should go and see Dr. Go Mead. and see Dr. Mead. He's not a creepy bad guy. Um, and she does. She agrees to go. She says, okay, once. I'll go once. I'll go once. For you. For you. For your commission, I will go. Shut you up. Yeah. I will go. And then instantly we go there because, like we say, there's yeah. no fat in this movie. Uh, um, we, she, she instantly arrives at the office where he conducts his sessions, uh, which is... But this is what one of the points I wanted to make about this film. So, at the minute, we've seen Doctor Mead a couple of times. He's just dressed like normal. Yeah, he's a normal therapist. And then later in the film, it's just he only appears in the dark with black polo (laughs) next. Yep. Like, and then she gets to his office. There's nothing subtle about this. And here she arrives at his office, and you're like, "It's fucking Doctor Evil's lair." I was just going to say the only way you can describe it is it's somebody evil evil's lair. It's all blacks and reds. <laughs> There's all touch buttons all over the walls. It's like, it's like super futuristic. It's like therapist on the Death Star. Evil lair. Yeah. Evil <laughs> lair. Um, so she gets there. She doesn't find this weird. I would have walked out instantly. Yeah. Don't go into an evil lair ever. Um, and she's sitting there on the evil lair couch waiting for the evil lair man. And this crazy lady comes out. Who's a previous patient of Dr. Me's. Yeah. And she's like a bit shaky. And yeah, she's like, oh, this guy's incredible. He will, yeah. he will whatever you're here she, to She looks like he's barely holding it together. Yeah, she says, whatever you're here that needs fixing, he will fix it for you. He's a genius. Um, then she goes in, she sits down on the couch. It's inside the office, it's not too bad. It's still dark and dismal. And he's got a fish tank, hasn't he? It's, a bit, it's all a bit Patrick Bateman. It is all a bit. That's a very good way to describe it. Um. So she sits on the couch. He asks her some questions. He asks her about Brian. Uh, we find out what happened. So it turns out she had a stillbirth at six months. Yeah. And, and they, their, they their relationship just, couldn't sustain it. Yeah. They, they, they had to mutually agree to split. Uh, but they'd and been together a long time. She said since college. Since college. So it was a together. long relationship. Yeah, it was a long relationship. But they couldn't survive that. So they didn't survive that. Um, he doesn't really give her any sympathy. He just says, have you thought about being hypnotized ever? Yeah. And why stroking his evil genius chin. And she's like, well, no, because I, I worry about not being in control. Yeah, I like to be in control. And he says, you're always in control under hypnosis. It's, you're, you're, you control, you control your, your own destiny. And he, talk, he eventually talks her into it. And then he's like, right, well, let's do it now then. Yeah. Because, so, again, we don't do any waiting around in this movie. And he puts her under. And then instantly she wakes up. We don't, it's an hour later. It's an hour later. We don't see what's happened. Um, but she says, he says to her, you were a lot more open to that than you imagined you would be um, because you've done whatever I've asked you to do for the last hour. And then we cut to her in a flat yep. and I'm like, oh, she's back home from the, the yep. first therapy session. And then she, I think she's on the phone Yeah. and she says to Gina, I can't believe I've been seeing the therapist doing, for three months. They're doing yoga together, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's they're, it. They're doing yoga together yeah. and she's like... She just drops it in casually. I can't believe I've been going there three, for three months. Three I months said I was only going to go once. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was so strange. And she's like, and I got that new job. Yeah. And I'm like, what? 
What knee job? I didn't know you were up for a knee job. Yeah, we've just cut to three months later, but with no context. Yeah. We're just like, okay. And I know we complain, you, well, you complain a lot when it's just, yeah. you get the subtitle of three months three later. Three months later, but. This was like the other extreme. <laughs> it was. I don't mind it when somebody says, oh, it's been a few weeks now, but this was like, boom, it's been three months. It's, you, it's because the dialogue was so clunky. Yeah, well, she's, because it, it literally, Jen is scripted to say, I can't believe I've been seeing Dr. Mead for three months. Oh, and I got that new job I start next yeah, week. Yeah, it was all, it was all very strange. Um, she's over Brian. She's happy. She seems to be in a good place. She's completely over Brian. She's fine. She's having dreams about Dr. Mead now. She's dreaming that she's in bed with him. I put they're like dreams slash flashbacks. Yeah. They're, yeah. She thinks they're dreams. Yeah. That they are flashbacks. She's having like sexy situation. dreams about him. Yeah. She's having sexy dreams about him. And then she goes to a shopping mall. Oh, she's, I've put she stares wistfully at a kid. She does stare she's wistfully at a kid. a bit at creepy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I think she's imagining what it would have been yeah. like if she hadn't yeah. had this still baby. Um, and she bumps into Dr. Mead in the shopping mall yes. and she tells him she's got this new job she, he's very happy before her and they go for a coffee he instantly says would you like to come for a coffee yeah. at which point she should have gone that's not professional yeah. no thank no, you no thank you you're my therapist yeah. but she doesn't say that she goes yeah sure let's go for a coffee um, and then she, they're having a bit of like they have a bit of back and forth bit and, flirty banter yeah, he tells her his story so he basically he's a widower he has a child um and he's only he's in his early 40s i think but he's 46 46 so he's he said quite, the love of his life died, died. some and time ago she he asks her again about brian this guy's a little bit obsessed with brian he starts therapizing her in, in this the coffee, coffee shop yeah which was also dark and dingy <laughs> and weird um and she says look i've been avoiding him um i don't want to i don't really want to talk to him i've been screening his calls he says, I think it would be good for your mental health if you were to clear the air with yeah. him and just tell him sort of, you know, you don't, there's no blame, but yeah, you, you, yeah. So to do this, what you should do is invite him for dinner tonight. Yes. After you've been avoiding him for months, invite him for dinner. Do it now. She now. Says, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want him around for dinner, but he talks her into it and she invites him around for dinner. And then she goes to a supermarket to pick up some supplies. She's got to cook the dinner. Yeah, she's got to then cook the dinner. And she gets a phone call just as she's about to go into the supermarket. Yep. And then the screen cuts to black. And the next thing we see is Jen sitting at the dinner table. In a trance. In a trance, yeah, with a meal prepared in front of Two her. Two meals. Two meals prepared in front but of no her. But no one's sitting opposite her. And you can hear some noises behind her. So she kind of snaps out of this trance. She's like, what's that weird noise? How am I back in my house and where's this food come from? Yeah. And when she goes to investigate what the noise is, she finds Brian unconscious on her bathroom floor. Choking on his own vomit. Choking on his own vomit. And she's like, oh shit, Brian's had some sort of reaction to whatever's been going on here. Where's your EpiPen? And she injects him with his EpiPen. Yeah. And the next thing we know, he's in hospital. Yeah. Um, She is outside speaking to Gina. I think they're on a bench. And... She says, look, I'm quite worried because I have absolutely no memory of that evening whatsoever. Yeah. She says, I can remember being at the store. Yeah. And then the next thing I can remember is sitting at the table. I yeah. can't remember anything else. And Gina's like, oh, it's been a really tough time for you. You've been going through a lot. Yeah. Um, I'll take you home. And I thought, oh, has Brian died at this point? Because they don't explain that he has. No, they don't. Like, the way J- Gina was acting was like she was like consoling her friend. Yeah. Um, so she takes her home. And... Doc, she goes to the next scene. She's with Dr. Mead again. She's having a therapy session. And Dr. Mead says, how's Brian? And she says, oh, he's been unconscious for eight days now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this movie is flying. There is nothing <laughs> holding this movie back. 
It's like it's been shot out of a cannon. <laughs> um, but she still has no memory of the evening. Imagine if you watched it on like double speed. <laughs> like, I felt like I was watching it on double yeah, speed. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Um, and she says, look, I've got no memory of this evening. Could it possibly be my fault that this man that I potentially cooked a meal for and is he, dying? And he takes it as, no, it's not. Look, we've talked about this. You, you're, nothing that's happened between you and Brian is your fault. And yeah. he's going through the whole, yeah. again, he's therapizing her, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, even though we know that's not what she really means. Yes, Absolutely. Um, she, he talks her into being hypnotised again. She says, don't fear hypnosis, it's doing you wonders. And then she has... Then she, We cut away from that and she's now back in her room. Yeah, and there's like a bit of a... It's not... I wouldn't say it was quite a montage, but there's a lot there's of a, sort of flashes of her... Almost like dream, dream slash again. Yeah. flashbacks and they're all in some way involve or include Dr. Dr. Mead. Like she's, she's in a nice dress, isn't she? The film's she's... making out that she's like falling for him. Yeah. But she isn't. Um, then she is at home and she realises that maybe she did poison Brian. And she, because she finds the receipt in the, in the shopping bag that's still there. To be fair, she busts this whole thing open in about two, two minutes. minutes. She does. So she's still got the shopping bag, even though it's been eight days. Yeah. She's still got the brown paper shopping bag. On the side. On the side with the receipt in, which she finds the receipt. And on the receipt is sesame oil. Yes. So she goes through her shelves and at the and back she, of her shelf, she finds a bottle of sesame oil. Yes, and she instantly there remembers what happened that night. She does. That triggers her thing. flashbacks and she instantly remembers buying sesame oil, putting loads of it in her food and serving it to Brian, yeah. who apparently has no sense of smell. Sesame oil is really strong it smelling. It is really strong. And if you're allergic to sesame oil, I feel like you should be on top of that. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, she also remembers that when she was outside the store when her phone rang uh, specifically it was Mead that called her and he activated her yeah it's like Bucky Barnes yeah absolutely uh, carry the fire was the code yeah, word the code word for this one was carry the fire so she googles Dr. Mead and she finds there's like a Google reference a uh, Google montage going on she does two Google searches and like I say busts this whole case she does open. she finds loads of references to him in different hypnosis crime we cases <laughs> and I've come on to the uh Sheer police negligence later on. <laughs> yeah. So there's loads and loads on Google about him being involved in hypnosis crimes. In Deaths of pa- his Deaths patients. Of pa- all of his patients are dead. Um, but so she says, oh, there's even one headline that's like, bank robber claims he was hypnotized to rob, yeah. rob bank. Rob bank. <laughs> um, so she calls Gina and Gina, she, she goes to see Gina, I think. And she's like, explains all of this to Gina. And Gina's like... Nah, not Dr. Me. Dr. Me's lovely. Yeah. What are you talking I've about? I've been seeing him. Yeah. And then she shows shows Gina the receipt and Gina just goes, okay, what do we do? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> She's on board. Uh, it turns out one of his patients had a restraining order against him and then died three days later. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as Gina, she doesn't buy that, but as soon as she sees the receipt with sesame oil on, she's all in. Um, they, from some of this internet research yep. gets the name of Detective Rollins. They do. Wade Rollins. They find out about Andrea and her case. Yeah. Um, so they just go and see him. They go and see Detective Rollins because anybody can just walk in and have a chat with well, a detective. not only that, <laughs> but he instantly tells them everything he about the files this case. out. He tells them absolutely he shows them. He shows them pictures <laughs> of the autopsy. He does. He shows them dead Andrea. Because she's caught like rigor mortis screaming isn't she yeah so we see that and 
We even see the CCTV footage yeah. from inside the elevator. This is so unprofessional. It's <laughs> like, these two could be anyone. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, then, and he shows them all this and he just goes, I think you should find a new therapist. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's his takeaway from this. So I'm not going to go and arrest this guy. Like, this is not a real person. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we even see Andrea just like freaking out in the lift. Obviously, the walls were not closing in on her. Yeah. She was hypnotized and she just, he basically hypnotized her to death. Yeah. So we, we shows are all that. Her worst fears came to life. She yeah. was claustrophobic. So they leave the police station, no further forward in their investigation. What, until Gina goes, oh, shit. I swear I forgot to tell you. Oh, I got hypnotised by him last week. <laughs> and Andrew's like, what the, Jen's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They, um, so they agree that the best thing to do for now is to stay away uh, from Mead. Yeah. And as soon as they walk away from each other. Yeah. Jen rings him up and books another yeah, appointment. Yeah, she goes to see him. She's like, I'm going to be really secretive, right? And on my phone, I've got this recording app and I'm going to record him. And I'm going to leave it poking out the top of my bag. <laughs> going to record my hypnosis session. So she does. She starts recording a hypnosis session. And, and he, this is this is the first time now we see me and he's full on like black polo now. Yeah, he's full on evil genius yeah. now. He puts her under... Um, Meanwhile, while this is happening, we cut to Detective Wade, who is looking through some old cases. Yeah, he's looking through the archives. He's researching. Yeah. He's trying and to put, he put finds, things together. He finds the cases of three women who have all died under Dr. Mead's yeah. care. And suddenly he's putting he his case together. He's not put it together before, yeah. yeah. The, the, the death of Andrea didn't trigger this. Just two women randomly turned up his office did. Jen then leaves her appointment with Dr. Mead and goes back to her car. And goes, oh, I'm going to listen to the recording. Yeah. This will be really interesting. See what I've just done for the last hour. Obviously, because obviously, the first thing Dr. Mead says to her on the tape is... Why did you come here? Why did you come here? Are you recording me? And she says, yes. <laughs> and from then on... And he says, why? And she says, because I don't trust you. Yeah. And he says, why? And she, he, he says, have you been to see the police? She says, yes. yes. So, so her whole plan is scuppered by the fact that Dr. Mead's not an idiot. Um, she then realises that Gina might be in trouble um, because I don't know why but some he reason he knows they'd both into he the knows they'd both into the police so yeah. Gina must be in imminent danger so she calls Gina on her phone Gina's in the car with her husband yeah and I think he was called Scott and she, Gina's driving yeah. Gina's driving so she's like oh, I can't talk now Jen I'm going to meet some a clients call. yeah whatever and Jen, Jen doesn't explain to her why she needs to go home. She the, just the says, call breaks up, though, to be fair. It does, but at no point does she go, Dr. Mead's an evil genius, she needs to go home. Yeah. Don't answer the phone to him. Because that should be the what she says as soon as Gina picks up the phone. But she doesn't. She just goes, oh, uh, you need to go home. Why? I'm not going to tell you why. I haven't got time. I'll explain later. Just yeah, go home. Just go home. Yes, yeah, but you could have told me in this time. time when, when, you, when you said you couldn't explain, you could have explained. Um, so she doesn't explain. Gina's phone rings and the, call, the client that she's waiting for calls her. And so she hangs up on Jen and it's Dr. Mead. Yeah. And he uses his trigger world, uh, word, which is, this is how the word ends. <laughs> this is how the world ends. And instantly then Jen sees a tarantula on herself yeah. and she starts freaking out. And she's properly freaking out. Scott's freaking out because he's, yeah, he's, pretty useless he's like, in this what the situation. fuck's going on? Why is my wife freaking out all of a sudden? And then she just decides to drive into a lorry. Yeah, drives through a stop sign into a lorry. Yep. Um, uh, both dead both dead Jen turns up on the scene just after them yeah I don't um, know how she knew where she was no not me but the police hold her back and we, we gather from this that both of them are dead and they are um, Detective Wade then goes to meet Dr. Mead 
Um, he tells her that Gina's dead. They're tells, very friendly, aren't they? They are. Like they've met before. Well, they have. They have through been. the investigation. But um, he says, "Look, um, one of your patients has died this afternoon, and her husband also has died this afternoon." Yeah. And he's like, hey, "Did you ever hypnotize Gina?" And Mead's like, "Yes, I hypnotized her for arachnophobia. She had a fear of spiders." Um, and Wade says to him, "All of the patients that you hypnotize are dead, aren't they?" And yeah. She's like, says, "She's like, I found a pattern. Like yeah. he's fucking Sherlock yeah. Holmes. He's like." Anyone you've hypnotised, dead. Dead now. Apart from Jen. She's still alive for now. And he's like, the only thing I'm confused about is Gina doesn't match your MO. She's yes. blonde. She, yeah, all of these other patients look very similar to Jen. Um, and <laughs> me just doesn't acknowledge this at all. And he just says, maybe I could hypnotise you sometime. Yeah. While still so stroking his imaginary beard. Uh, and Detective Rollins has like nabbed a teaspoon Yeah, he's stolen from a spoon the from the office. And yeah. He's like, no, I'll, um, I'm going now. I'm not going to arrest you or anything. I'm just going to go. Uh, see you yeah. later. So Dr. Rollins, uh, Dr. Rollins, Detective <laughs> Rollins, goes to visit Jen. And he says to Jen, you probably need to lay low for a bit. Because yeah. You might be in imminent danger. Yeah. Um, I've got some prints I'm going to run. <laughs> but we already know who this guy is. I don't know what we're running I don't know why for. he's running prints. No, so. no idea. I don't know what he's running them against. But he's going to run some prints. And then he leaves. And just as Rollins he leaves, leaves the file, but he leaves Andrea's death yeah, file. Yeah, behind. the police file that's now in public domain. Yeah, that's now Jen's. Um, just as Rollins leaves, Mead shows up. He breaks the door in, and well, she goes to answer the door because she thinks it's Rollins come back for his file, yeah. and it's so, not. It's Mead. So these two must have passed each yeah. other in the corridor. Magical hallway. <laughs> yeah, um, Mead shows up, and they start bantering a little bit back and forth she's like yeah oh, I don't want to see don't you don't want to see you and he uses but his superpowers he uses his superpowers because he freezes her in place yeah. he says something he says freeze freeze or and stop she, and she stops and she can't move she's yeah. frozen and frozen solid I'm like how many traps has this guy laid in this <laughs> woman um, and he says to her while she's frozen look everything I'm doing is I'm doing for you um, I'll take care of Rollins it's almost over you're so close yeah and then he leaves but before he leaves he unfreezes her because the movie needed that <laughs> <laughs> Jen then instantly is like fuck I need to call the police so yeah. she calls Detective Rollins who doesn't answer his phone he did say his, he phone, did phone, say was his phone was dead but so she he, still rings he in arrives at home and he plugs it in yeah his phone's and he dead cooks his microwave dinner yep um, he cooks his microwave dinner he hears noises in his apartment uh, but he's too invested in watching the crime files <laughs> which all policemen do it's definitely a Netflix crime documentary yeah um, and as he turns around to see what the noises were, a lady attacks him. It's the lady from the, who has yeah, the, the appointments before Jen. Jen, yes. She's another sleeper agent. She's yeah, another winter she's been, soldier. She's been activated. And she starts stabbing him with a knife. Yeah. She stabs him a few they times. Fight. They fight. She puts him. Uh, he puts her through a table and some shelves. He kills her. It, yes, eventually. <laughs> he, he, he puts her through a table and she bangs her head and yeah. dies. Um, but then he gets taken to hospital um, because... He's been stabbed a few times. This scene made no sense. Go on. Right. So they're in they're in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, Rollins is, is you know, he's all patched up. And he, he says to Jen, I can't tell them that Mead is involved in this. I, th- I suspect that he's involved in this case. I'm like... Why? Why? That's your job. <laughs> yeah, that's literally your job. I presume he's talking about is the rest of the police. <laughs> yeah, I assume he's so. The, he is the police in yeah. this city. Yes. He's the only policeman we've met. And I'm like, what does that mean? You've got What's... evidence against this thought... You've got a file yeah. that's four inches thick. I think you've got enough to at least question the guy on all these dead patients. But yeah, yeah Rollins says a couple of times, he's like, I've not got enough. We've not got enough. 
I can't tell them. Every patient that Roland, uh, Wade's ever hypnotised yeah. is dead now. He's like, I can't tell them that I think he's involved. And I'm like, what? how many scenes have been cut out here? Yeah, where Rollins so is like really getting weird. heat from his chief. It's so strange. Um, And she says to him, well, I've got an idea. Yeah. Do you, the police use hypnotherapy. Hypnosis. Yeah. Have you got another hypnotist I can go to? Because he might be, she might, whoever this hypnotist is, might be able to let me remember what I was doing yeah. whilst I was under for with um, Mead. And then I unintentionally, this then unintentionally gave me the laugh of this movie where she walks out of Rollins' room yeah. and goes next door to yeah. Brian. Brian's in the room next <laughs> door. Still in a coma. And I, I I've like, written this, here, goes to this see woman Brian. This trouble. I've gone, goes to see Brian, forgot all about him. I'd completely forgotten he existed. Um, so she goes to visit him just to see. He's still in a coma. He's been in a coma. Oh, yeah, and she's like, I won't give up now. on you, all this sort yeah. of stuff. But this, yeah, just made no sense. When Rollins is going, I can't break, I can't no, break doesn't. this case. It's too. It does. What also like doesn't make sense? It goes right to the top. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so in the very next scene, Jen is now speaking to a, the police commissioned hypnotherapist. Yeah. So somehow Rollins has managed to sort that out from his hotel hospital <laughs> bed, um, and she gets put on. Gets put on. I can't fucking speak. She gets put under again. Yeah. So she gets hypnotized by this lady hypnotist. And instantly, as soon as she goes under, she starts choking and convulsing on the yeah. bed. And this hypnotist starts freaking out. She's, She's like, like, what the fuck's going it's on? A trap. It's a trap. There's a, there's a hypno trap set inside your brain. So she's like, this hypnotist trying to wake her up. And she's, Jen's remembering stuff while she's under. She sees an address and there's like a house in the woods. Yeah. So eventually this woman brings her out of it and Jeff... Uh, Jeff. <laughs> right, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm not doing any more. Uh, Jen wakes up and she's like, what the fuck happened? I don't remember nearly choking to death. And this woman's like, I think you might have planted some fail safes in your brain. <laughs> and and she's like, I have no idea how many could be in there. Yeah, there could be loads in there. I can't, but your life could be in danger at feel, any minute. I don't feel safe to hypnotize you anymore. Um, and Jen's like, well, I do remember an address, so that's helpful. And then this therapist's like, who a minute ago said, I don't want to hypnotize you again, says... I've got a plan. I could hypnotize you again and fail safe his fail safe. Yeah. And I'm put my own trigger counter in there. Counter trigger in there. I'm like, oh my God, this woman is so messed up. <laughs> like, her brain's just full of hypnosis triggers. Is there like, I don't know anything about hypnosis. And sure, um, I, I do believe that it has benefits yes. to certain people. But it's like, pretty sure it's probably not good to keep having it done over and over, and over again. again. No, probably not. I'm pretty sure as well you can't do anything under hypnosis that you wouldn't do in real life. Right. I think that's like the rule. Yeah. Like your brain just wouldn't let you act out of... You can't hypnotize somebody to kill somebody. Right. As far as I'm aware. That's just from watching Paul McKenna over the years. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this woman hypnotizes her again and places her own counter trigger in there. Um, Jen, Jen then Googles the address that she spots. Yeah, and again, strike two Google searches, yeah. finds the address... And finds out that uh, this was home to Z- uh, Dr. Xavier Sullivan, Sullivan, Sullivan yeah. uh, who Mead had mentioned that he'd had a mentor. And turns out this guy was a mind controller a in mind the CIA. Yeah, he was. So Jen's like, right, I've not had no issues with hypnotherapists before. I'll go and see this guy on my own. Even though I'm friends with a detective, I'm going to go on my own. She calls Rollins. She does. To tell him what, he's do- what um, she's doing. And he goes... Don't do that. Don't do that on your own. I'll Wait go. for me. Yeah. And she's like, I haven't got time. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I'm, I'm already here. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? 
She's so luckily, stupid. Luckily, when she gets there, the house appears to be empty. There's of nobody course. there. But she, what she does is let herself well, in. The front door's this, open. Like, creepy of course house. it would be. Yeah. So she goes in. She has a look around. Um, and she finds a photograph on the wall. Yeah. And in this photograph is Mead with a lady who looks suspiciously like Jen. Yes. She's just like... And she's like, oh, shit, I think I know what's going on. And just as she's like that, he she turns around, and who should be behind her but Dr. Evil Mead? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, Xavier Sullivan is my father, <laughs> not just my mentor. Um, <laughs> he sends her to sleep. Yep. And he does, he sends her to sleep, and then Rollins gets his fingerprints back. And they turn he's out... He's still in hospital, Yeah, bed. he's still in hospital. Somebody rings him in the hospital. I don't know how he's got this spoon to somebody. And it's like, oh, these fingerprints belong to Julian Sullivan. But that doesn't mean anything. It's like The only name Sullivan means something to him is because Jen's just said yeah, the name exactly. Sullivan That's to him I mean. two minutes ago. But that instantly he goes, oh, that must be Dr. Mead's real name. But Xavier Sullivan must be his dad. He just figures the whole thing out. But it's dropped like it's an absolute bombshell yeah. twist. And it's like, mate, I only just find out he was his dad in the last scene. It's the last scene, yeah. So you're telling us this. We're like... This but isn't a bomb why, show. Why has he got a fake name when Jen just Googled his current name <laughs> and all the murders came up anyway? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Um, when we cut back to Jen, she's no longer in this house. She's now in Mead's office. Yeah. So she calls Rollins and somehow gets to get a call to him and yeah. says, look, I don't know where he's gone, but I'm in his office. Get units to the office. And Rollins like rips his drips out of his arm I'm like, he's, like he's not going to get any units there he's the only policeman yeah, he, in the whole a minute city. ago he wasn't even prepared to talk to other police people but no no he gets a SWAT team yeah he gets all sorts of stuff going on he has called in some favours because suddenly there is a whole this convoy of SWAT the same man who a minute ago wouldn't talk to any other policeman <laughs> about Dr. Mead now he's sending convoys of SWAT teams in um, and they all turn up at the office um, Dr. Mead then wakes Jen up and it turns out she's not in his office. She's in his bedroom. In the but house But she in just the woods. was being hypnotised to think that she was in his office. So obviously, when the police break the office door down, there's nobody there. Which instantly makes Rollins go, fuck, she must be at his house. Because that's where she said she was going. Not the office that's clearly <laughs> miles away from his house. So he figures that out because he's like super cop. Um, she can't move. She's sitting on the bed. And he's like froze her again. Yeah. And he's got her in this nice red dress that obviously used to... He's doing this because she reminds him of his wife. Of course. And all the other women who looked like Jen also reminded him of his wife. Yeah. But they, he actually... He's either accidentally killed them people or intentionally or killed wrong. them people yeah, or the, something. The hypnosis wrong. didn't But this stick. time it's working. Um, and she realises she's been there before, before, but she's never been there before. Yeah. And because she realises that he's been implanting his wife's memories... Into her brain. Of course. Of course he has. Because that's a thing. <laughs> um, and she's like, I think you're insane. And he's like, I'm not insane. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. And it's my wedding anniversary. Yeah. I can't be insane. Um, as what That scene is one of the clunkiest movie scenes I think I've ever seen. It was just like, what is going on? Yeah. Um. Rollins then arrives because it took Jen ages to get to this house, but Rollins can do it in super speed. Yeah. Um, Mead scarpers, but before he leaves, Jen he sticks Jen to the bed. He does. He makes her hold onto the bed frame, and she can't he move her hand. Restrains her. Yeah. Stuck to the bed. Um, 
But if, apparently, if you concentrate hard enough, you can break free from him. Again, I laughed because Rollins went in and she's like, help me, help me, free me. And he's like, I'll come back for you. Yeah, no. I'm going after I'm, him first. I'm not going to help you. I'm going to go and find the killer guy. And, and then for some reason, strobe lights just were on. Yeah. The, everywhere. Me turned the power off, but for some reason also turned on the strobe lighting that's in the house. <laughs> um, and Jen really concentrated on getting her hands off the bed. Yeah. And eventually got her hands off the bed. Yeah. Um, uh, then there's just a big man fight. Yeah, there's a big man fight. Um, Rollins gets struck from behind, uh, which triggers the fight. Um, Jen comes running into the middle of the fight, but Mead just says one word and she stops and falls to the floor. Yeah, again. she sends her to sleep. Yeah, but she's fighting it this she's time. She's fighting it. She doesn't go fully under. She's yeah. like lost control of her body, but she's still awake. So she's um, crawling forward to this gun that Rollins has dropped. Yeah, Rollins has dropped his gun. Mead's choking Rollins out. Rollins is on the floor. Mead's on top of him, choking him out. Jen gets to the gun. Lifts the gun, fires the gun, and the screen fades to black. Yeah. And then the next thing we see is Rollins waking Jen up. On the sofa. On the sofa. And he's like, it's, he's gone. It's all over. Yeah, he's like, he says, you don't need you're to a good anymore. shot, and the backup's on its way. Yeah, so he gets her a nice blanket, puts the blanket around her, and he says, there you go, my love. And that was Rollins's, uh, Mead's, what he'd called her before yeah. a few times. So she's like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. But also, also... The trigger that the fake hip, the not fake, the police hypnotist put in Jen's head was if she hears the words "my love," she'll see she will the wake reality, up and she will everything that Mead has done to her will fade away and disappear because that was her Counter alternate trigger, trigger yeah. which is a really fucking risky one, massively <laughs> because he'd only said it once yeah. before. And surely the trigger should have been if Mead puts you under hypnosis, don't go under. Yeah. That's the trigger, surely. Um. And she realizes that this guy who's Rollins isn't Rollins, it's Mead. Yeah. And she's been tricked again. Um, because Rollins is bleeding out in the corridor. Yes. Because she shot him by accident. So she wakes her up, she knocks him out, she knocks Mead out and runs away. And she goes to find the injured Rollins. And Rollins has an ankle gun on. Of course he has. He's got an ankle holster. And, yeah. he's, and he's, he's dying. He's like, looks into her, he's like, ankle. <laughs> just like that. So he, she grabs his ankle gun, she spins around just as Mead comes in. And shoots him twice in the chest, and he falls into like a hypnotist's chair. Yeah, and dies. I guess so. Guess so. Because then the film does say, "I was pretty sure we were going to see him back." Yeah, me too. The film does say one month later. Yeah, this time we this time we've given some instructions. But I don't think we needed necessarily no. the caption because Jen's now got a completely different hairstyle. Yeah, she's and she's in a. The new only office time that we work. didn't need the caption was this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's got a completely different hairstyle. She's living this new job. She's having a great life. Um, she goes to visit Brian, who's still in hospital. He's still been in under a coma. for months now. Um, she apologises to him, and she goes. Then she goes to see Rollins. Surely she would have been like put on trial for attempted murder of Brian. Would he? Would she? Mm, don't know. A month later, would this all have been tied up nicely? How would anybody know? Do people know why he's in a coma? Is it attempted murder if you accidentally poison somebody? True. Who know. knows? Yeah. Who, yeah, who actually They'd know knows that he's in sort her. of like shock, like allergic yeah, shock. No, unless she'd admitted it to Ron. Exactly. No one would actually know, would, would they? Know. Yeah, good point. Okay, so, I'll let I can it, see I'll it. Let it. I'll let it fly. Plus, Brian's been asleep the whole time, so he can't say anything. So she then goes to see Rollins, who's had a job promotion. He's, he's got a new job as well, yeah. And I was sure this point this was going to be Mead. Yeah, I thought and it was, I was one like, more Ron, Your killer returns for one final scare. But no, he just gives her a CD on hypnosis. Yeah, uh, so she can like, start hypnotizing. <laughs> yeah, so she can start hypnotizing herself. 
good and one. Yeah, she he goes to the city and she goes, well played. <laughs> and that's how the film ends. What did you think of this film? I didn't understand why these good actors are in this film. <laughs> I think that's exactly what we said when we finished The Open House <laughs> all those years ago. Because it's so... It's clunky, isn't TV it? movie. Yeah, it is. It's, there's no effort been put into making this story make sense. I'd love to know if this is there's some stuff on the cutting room floor because I don't believe it. Doolay Hill. It's 40 minutes long. Doolay Hill and... Um, Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal. I'm reading this and going, yeah, that's a good script. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I wonder if it's like... It's nonsensical at times. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's like somebody's written a script and nobody's checked it. It's like, we'll just... I think it was at the point where Netflix were just churning shit out. Movie a week. 20, 2021 sort of was the year yeah. of movie a week. So it's like... A lot of shit was coming out of Netflix at that time. But this is like... I... It's so haphazard, isn't it? Is. it? It's like all over thrown the place. together. It's, it's so pacey as well. It never stops to breathe. It's like boom, you should go and see this therapist. Oh, you're at this therapist. Oh, you're being hypnotized. Oh, he's an evil killer. And it's like all that happens in like ten minutes. If you told me this was like written, shot, released in the space of three months, I'd well believe it. Oh, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is. All that being said though, I didn't hate it. Me neither. It's it's an enjoyable ride. And it made I'm sure, me laugh a couple of times. Yeah, it's not like I'm sure there's people out there who don't look into movies as in depth as we do who will be enjoying this movie. I would rather watch something like this than something like uh, those, the ones that. Not, this did take itself seriously, but there was stuff there to laugh at. Yeah. Whereas. I'd rather watch something like this than those things like Secret Obsession. Yeah, and, some of the shit we've um, watched. The the the, oh, the one where the architect was at a secret sex dungeon. That was Secret wife, Obsession, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> they're all the same. Yeah. And then oh, what was the one with Brenda Song in? Secret Obsession. No, they're two different movies. <laughs> you're, 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 you're screwing me over now. <laughs> they're two different but same movies. Yeah, I don't know what they're Yeah, but they were boring. Was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they were yeah, dry yeah. and plodding. And this this isn't that, even though it's probably quite a close relative of those sort yeah, of movies. It, yeah, it's a very, very close Because relative. this this gives do, this gives Katie Seagal, a great actress, nothing yeah. to work with. This gives Dulé Hill, a good actor and a really charismatic dude, nothing to do. I'm not I've never seen Psych. Um, I had what was the other thing he was in? Uh, West Wing. West Wing. I've never. I have watched West Wing, but not like for years. I don't really know a lot about Dula Hill. And now you're telling me now that he's really charismatic. I would not. Have, no, you wouldn't. I would never have known that. No. <laughs> from this movie, because no. in this, he's generic detective who's really bad at his job. Yeah. And that's all I was like. Oh, okay. That's this guy's really overhyped. Yeah. Whereas I know Katie Seagal is good, and she just every, she tries her hardest in this, but she's got nothing. They give her nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. It's such a weird movie. It's, it is. It is. It's, I think haphazard is the best word for it. It's just... Yeah. Are we also going to share with what came out in the Discord today from one of our Patreons? Yes, go for it. Uh, which was... So, presumably having listened to last week's episode when we announced we were doing yep. uh, this movie, he went and checked on his Netflix and it showed that he had watched it. Yeah, Sam had already watched this movie. And Sam had zero memory of it. <laughs> it's weird because I checked this movie out on... Because 
for, I'm going to be honest with you now as well. For the first 20 minutes of this movie, I thought I'd seen it before. Okay. And I'm like... Wouldn't be the first this time like, that's happened. No, it wouldn't. And I was really worried that it was happening again. And I was like, this movie is so familiar to me. To the point where I even downloaded my Netflix viewing history. You get like an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> yeah, yeah. of everything you've ever watched on Netflix. I even downloaded that to see if it was on there. And I haven't ever seen it before. But for some reason, the first 10, 15 minutes are really, really reminded me of something else, obviously. So I checked on Letterbox to see if I'd logged it on my Letterbox, and I noticed on there that Sam had even logged it and rated it on there. <laughs> and then when he said today, I don't remember watching this, I was like, well, you've rated it on Letterboxd. So <laughs> you definitely have watched it. But that's how unforgettable. By the end of this season, we'll be like, what the fuck was Hypnotic? Yeah. Because we won't remember it. Yeah. It's very unmemorable movie. Maybe uh, Colin Mead had uh, got into Sam's <laughs> got, brain. Maybe and mine as well, because something about that first Also, he spells his name wrong. He does, indeed. It's C-O-L-L-I-N. Yeah, and that's there's an E on you, the end of Mead as well. That's not how you spell <laughs> Colin. Not having it. Yeah, something about the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie, I was convinced I'd seen it before. Is that because it's generic? It must be, because I haven't. So, I don't know, something about it either really reminded me of something else. It is cookie cutter, isn't either it? Either that or I've seen the trailer, or I've watched the first 10 minutes and turned it off. But I don't know. that first sort of... I kind of get what you mean, because I think that... That's definitely done before, been done before. The whole woman in a lift or person. Yeah, it wasn't in a even lift that bit. It was the bit of the party. It was like Jen turning up at a party, her ex boyfriend being there, being introduced to this doctor. All of that was like, this feels familiar to me. Yeah. But then most movies start like that, don't they? Mm. This sort of movie. So I don't know. But after that, I was like, no, I definitely haven't seen this. Okay. And we'll never watch it again. But it was, it's fine. It is what it is. It's a, it's, it's a it, boring it, Netflix psychological thriller. It's, it's shit. It's, it's not, not a hidden gem. It's general. not exciting. It's, but it's, yeah, it, it's only an hour and 20 minutes long. It's ridiculous. It's haphazard. And it's one of those that you kind of sit back and go, how has this been released in this form? Yeah. I think it's one of those like, movies that tricks people into thinking it's good because it moves so quickly. It's like this movie goes through its scenes so quick. People will be like, well, fucking hell, that was good. Because it's so, but that that also doesn't work because it does. Obviously it shoots itself in the foot because, like, when when that te- it was an, one of the, it was a terribly written scene when they're doing that yoga. Oh god, yeah, and, it was and awful. Jen just drops all this exhibition <laughs> about having being three months into her therapy and having a new job. Yeah. and the reveal as well that wasn't a reveal of the mentor being the dad and Mead being Sullivan, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not a reveal. You just told me it two minutes before. Yeah. Does, it's so it's generic cutting. I mean, it's pretty much exactly what we said about the open it's house. It's so wonky. Yeah, it's really just really janky. It does have an ending, which the open house doesn't. So that's nice. Yeah, I'm, I was sure that we were gonna get the twist ending. I'm convinced he was coming him, back at the end it, of him telling her to wake up, and yeah. she was somewhere else, still in that house, yeah. wasn't he? I was absolutely convinced that was coming at the end, and I'm. I even watched the credits to see if it was coming after the credits, but it, it never did. Yeah, and maybe I would have given it more points if it had. Maybe. Just be that predictable, shall we? What's the best thing about it? I mean, it's got a good cast. I'm not saying <laughs> they're good, isn't it? It. I think that might be the best thing about it. Uh, it's 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 not. It's quick. Yeah, it's quick. It's, it's watchable, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's not boring. It's never too bad that you can't watch it. Is that a good thing? I think I, it might be. I think we're clutching the yeah. straws a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. What would you What would you change about it? it give it an extra 20 minutes. Change the script. And, yeah. You can At least make, edit the script. Make it more foreboding. Don't... Yeah. Like like I say, the, literally, uh, 
Doctor Me changing from the sort of cardigans and all dressed so in brown weird. to like the next scene he's in polo necks and he, he practically putting his little finger to the corner of his mouth. That's, yeah, it was, it was. That scene where she t- first turns up at his office and it's all black padded rooms and red lighting and yeah. I'm like, oh, this guy's clearly evil. <laughs> he's got an evil lair. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's basically, you might as well just push that into my face. Yeah. Because that is exactly what you've just done. It was so strange. Such a strange decision. Why not have him in a nice little like cottage office setting home office setting a nice couch yeah it was like black padded room with red lighting it was so such a bizarre choice yeah stream table sure so i i could be up for a conversation here. this is going to be a conversation here i think so there's five four movies currently in the stream table this is the fifth episode of season 10 uh currently number four is riptide number three is hard feelings Number two is The Girl in the Yellow Jumper. And number one is The Call. I I genuinely think, depending on how you want to take this in terms of, you know, purely is it a good movie versus actually I didn't have a bad time watching it, even though it's a bad movie. We're very early on in the screen table. So I I certainly think there is an argument for this to be third, fourth or fifth, (laughs) to be honest. I think it, for me, it sits right in the middle. I think it's the third i think it's better than hard feelings in riptide it's definitely better than riptide <laughs> uh yeah I, I like i say i think i think there's an argument for it to no there's definitely an argument for it I've, i i just thinking of like generic people sitting at home choosing a movie on a saturday night they're going to enjoy this a lot more than they're going to enjoy either of those two i think my initial thought was i think i preferred half hard feelings but actually I don't know that I would. The only the only yeah, issue I, with hard feelings is it's it again isn't a very good movie, but it has a good message. Yeah, and we we're going to come back to that quite a few times. This, this season, is just, I think, this, is this is just fucking stupid. Yeah, popcorn, chewing just, gum, whatever you want to call it, is it. When it is that point where Netflix were just churning Rain out popcorn movies fodder. once a week, and the, there's a lot of them on Netflix because of that 2021 yeah. period that they did. Yeah. But I still think this is slightly better than Hard Feelings. Very, it's marginal. It's no way towards I mean, the top. I mean, it's maybe not a way to judge it, but I had, uh, I probably laughed more at this than Hard Feelings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm cool with that. Yeah, third. It's, it's a distant third. It's a distant third. Those two are ha- streaking away at the top. Yes, we only have five movies so far, but uh, the top two are significantly... There's already a gap. ...ahead of the, uh, the, the following three. Yeah, significantly ahead. Third, I agree with what you. There. I agree with what you said, though. We will definitely get to a few months down the line and be both be going hypnotic. Which one was that? Hundred percent. I do it all the time with movies that we've done. Like, there are movies like Secret Obsession, and I cannot think what that one's called. <laughs> but they, they all intrusion. Roll intrusion. It was intrusion. I knew well, they were done. two different movies. <laughs> they're not. They're the same movie. <laughs> they just got different names. Right. Should we call on Robin? Yes. Let's get him out, shall we, and see if he's going to pick us something good for next week. Indeed. What do you want next week, Nick? Still want that action movie. Still want that action movie. Shall we press his buttons? Yes, please. He has picked us a movie called Bubble. Okay. Any idea what Bubble is? I I think it's been on the list for a while. I believe it's an anime. Correct. It is an anime. We haven't done any anime. An animated movie for... for, No. We haven't done an animated movie for a long time. No, we haven't. Hmm. I'm just finding it on IMDb. It's from 2022. Do you want the synopsis? Yes, please. 
In an alternate world, bubbles rain down upon the world have broken the laws of gravity. For the Japanese, Tokyo has been completely cut off from the outside world and all that remains are groups of young people competing in parkour team battles across the skyline of Tokyo. Hibeki, a reckless but talented ace, accidentally slips from this Tokyo Tower but after plummeting into the gravity-bending sea below and getting trapped in a train car, he is saved by Uta, a girl with mysterious powers. What bonds the pair together is their ability to hear a sound only audible to them. You had me at parkour team battles. <laughs> yeah, Japanese anime movie. For, it's an hour and 40 minutes long. 6.3 on IMDb. Okay. That's quite low for an anime. It's one point higher than hypnotic. One point higher than hypnotic. That is true. Yeah, that's unusual. Robin's not given us an animated movie for a long time. No. Cool. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, go out and watch. I know Ross Cook will be really excited for that as well. Oh, he's probably already seen it. 100%. So go out and watch Bubble. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram and Letterboxd. Our usernames are at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, our email address is bottomofthestream at gmail.com and our website is bottomofthestream.com. On our website, you will find every episode we've ever recorded, loads of other cool stuff, all of the stream tables, and you can even get some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream. Bottle of sesame oil. Bottle of sesame oil. Bottom of the sesame oil. (laughs) I've been talking for too long. After you've done that, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there for five of your English pounds every month, you will get early access to episodes. You will get bonus episodes. You will get a access to Discord, a secret area of Discord. Yeah. And you will also get a wild card, which means you can give Robin the week off, pick us a film to watch. We'll watch it. If you pick the best one of the season, you will win a prize. And then when you've done all of that, head over to Discord. The Discord is a wonderful group of wonderful people who will chat to you about anything, talk to you about all sorts. We'll have, By this time the episode comes out, we'll have done a watch-along on Sunday night. We will. So, but the first Sunday of every month we do a watch-along where me and Nick will sit and watch a movie with you. And yeah, loads of cool stuff happens in the Discord. The Discord link will be on the bottom of the show notes. If you can spare a few minutes, please consider leaving us a review and a rating anywhere you can review and rate podcasts. We're on all those places. That is places like Podbean, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and all the hundreds of others. We're on the big ones. We're on the small ones. We're on the ones in between. It really helps get the word out about our podcast, gets us more listeners, gets us more people in the Discord, and that means it gets us more friends. It does indeed. That's what we're all about here. It absolutely is. Um, yeah cool another so, week done another week done five weeks five weeks into season 10 yeah it's flying by fifth of the way through already we are indeed so yeah go out and watch the bubble no don't do that because that's that Netflix one about lockdown go out and watch bubble and in the meantime now I've done all that go out and watch <laughs> bubble and we'll be back next Monday for the wave and next Thursday for the movie show cheers bye <laughs>